For MeatPoultry.com, I'm Joel Cruz, editor. Peterson's Natural Farms, by the way, that's Peterson's with a D, in Hamilton, Texas, is a bacon processing success story led by two bona fide cowboys, Cody Lane, president, and Neil Dudley, vice president of sales. But don't let their signature cowboy hats and the boots and their aw shucks personas fool you. Lane and Dudley are savvy and focused businessmen who've grown their company from a humble, small, bacon-focused business to a respected processor of natural, antibiotic-free, premium bacon products that is somewhat ironically targeting the health and wellness food segment. Meat and Poultry visited Peterson's in 2016 as part of a plant feature, and we watched the company evolve in the ensuing years to a thriving specialized processor that has grown in terms of product offerings, number of employees, and a specialized marketing approach. In part one of this two-part podcast, I caught up with Neil Dudley to get an update on the company, how his role has evolved, and even how not every new product idea in the meat business turns to gold. All Neil is a charismatic cowboy with an interesting story to tell about bacon, business, and even life. So saddle up and take a listen. Thank you for joining our podcast today. We're uh, happy to have uh, Neil Dudley from Peterson's Natural Farms joining us from Hamilton, Texas. Uh, Neil, thank you for joining us today. Man, Joel, I appreciate it. Shucks, I just love talking about Peterson's. I know you, know, you do. And you, you say it at, you, I, you know, this is my Texan popping out, Mimi. You say it right. <laughs> you know, you said it right, Peterson's. And I always like to clarify, that's with a D because most everybody wants to put a T in there. And you just won't get the right Petersons if you put a T. That's right, and not everyone may know this, but um, our our longtime readers will will know that uh, I actually came down and visited you and Cody back in 2016 and got the got the grand tour of your plant and kind of got the lay of the land literally. And I think when I when I first met you all, you literally were riding up on horseback, and I got to see the the plant firsthand and got to you know got a got the the full nine on on what you guys are doing and i was hoping maybe you could talk a little bit about just maybe a quick kind of synopsis of how you got involved with the company and then um, i got a couple questions maybe about the how the how the company's grown since i've been there yes sir you bet um well that article is actually the, the one article anybody's ever wrote about us and we've got it framed and on the front you know anybody that walks in the planet peterson's that's the article they see framed hanging on the wall it had a picture of Cody and I standing there by our, by the sign, both holding horses, and I just I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, that was we got awesome. it, we got it put up there. Um, well, yeah, a little bit more about me for for your audience is I'm just a guy kind of born and raised in Texas on a registered Hereford cattle ranch. Um, always dreamed or thought I would grow up to be a cowboy. Uh, you know, just working cattle, plowing fields, building fence, just all those things that my dad did. So I went to school, you know, rodeoed, did all those things that I I thought was taking me right where I wanted to go. And one day, my best friend since kindergarten, 
who happens to be the president of Peterson Natural Farms now, called and said, hey, you want to – well, matter of fact, he had just been made president when he called me. He had worked for the company for about one year, and he got made president, and he called me and said, hey, uh, you know, I just got made president of this company, and why don't you come work for me? And now I'm a bacon salesman and sausage and ham and a lot of other things. But that's really – in a really short story, how I got involved with Peterson's. And I, I think it was just really God watching after me and leading me and guiding me. And it's been a great career now for, for nearly 20 years. So I feel like I can pretty safely say I'm one of the original or, or you know, I kind of been in this natural, better for you, meat niche about as long as anybody there were some people doing it really prior to us but if they were it wasn't for a whole lot of time so i've been you know lived through the ups and downs and interesting times and kind of snickers in the you know you'd go to these food shows and tell everybody what you're doing and early on that most of them were kind of laughing or just started talking to the other people because you must be a kind of a kooky fella. Now I kind of go to them and they're looking to talk. What, what are y'all up to? So that's been an interesting part of the the journey. And what remind everyone what what when did your part of this journey begin? What year about was that? About two thousand and one is when I started. So that was that was well before the bacon kind of the the bacon bubble started to to really burst. Yes, that's right. You must know a little bit about it because really back in those times where Peterson started as a process verified fresh pork company. So we're raising pigs and selling that pork to really the, the very first Whole Foods stores, HEB Central Market, Terran, Texas. Those were our original customers. And bacon was really kind of just a thing we had to do because bellies really weren't worth much. Uh, you know, we're killing these pigs to sell the loins and that kind of thing. And we had to try to figure out what to do with the bellies, so we started making bacon. And just, you know, as luck would have it, bacon soon found a wave of popularity that is still, I, I, I say, raging today. Yeah, it seems to be no ceiling, right? I mean, it's <laughs> it continues to boom. Yeah. I think I think when I was there, you had mentioned um, that the year prior that you all were were realizing about thirty uh, percent growth every year, and at that time it was about I think you said about thirty million in sales. Talk us through a little bit about how how things have grown, you know, since uh, you know, over the last four or five years, and I think yeah, at that well, time you're in about a fifty thousand square foot plant with about 60 employees how how's that all changed well we're, we're up uh, north of 100 employees now we've almost doubled our business since then um, and really thanks to being a very oh I don't know I'll search a little bit for the word here but we just happened to, to hit on a trend that turned out to be really good for us and that was no sugar bacon 
and, and then ultimately no sugar meats, which kind of stems through paleo dieting, keto, I say dieting, really paleo lifestyle, keto lifestyle, whole 30 lifestyles. And we just have, we were really uh, just at the nexus of that intersection and, and rode a nice wave. And turns out, you know, that's kind of part of what's new with Peterson's is uh, we're not so unique anymore. We've, we're in the middle of researching, figuring out, looking for, understanding, getting in the consumer's uh, mind to see what is it that we can be doing that they're looking for that they can't find today. And then as you grow, that gets harder to do because you're busier. The R&D, you know, years ago, I used to just run to the back and, and throw together any R&D project I wanted. And they, they would have time to do it. Now, I just want to tweak a package size or something. And it's like, it feels like an act of Congress to me. It's not nearly that bad, but it feels a little bit that way. And that was kind of our advantage in the early years was I felt like our just ability to see what the consumer was after and, and provide it. Yeah. And being, sugar bacon. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. I was going to say, just being at your facility that there was a sense of kind of, there was this entrepreneurial kind of vibe in the, in the building. And, and obviously you all were experimenting and doing a lot of innovating all the time and I think at that time you were just starting to experiment with or starting to uh, get into the the pre-cooked bacon bacon bits that kind of thing and obviously that's that's been a an area that's grown for you well you know I mean I think these podcasts are so valuable and I just can't help but just tell the blatant truth when it's when, when I don't know I'm more likely to I guess on the podcast than it would be if I was writing an article or something. I don't know. I'm pretty, I would probably tell the truth in all cases. It gets maybe a little more raw just in the spur of the moment for me in my conversation style. But that, that whole single slice fully cooked bacon thing was brilliant. I, I still think it's brilliant, but you can't make any money doing it. That's what we learned. You know, I mean, we got in there, we tried. It's all. I thought, you know, we'll be able to make money because beef jerky, they sell this dried beef for 30 bucks a pound, whatever it, you know, turns out to be. People buy it right and left. It's It's a, been here forever. Well, the equipment we bought does a great job. It makes a great fully cooked slice of bacon. It makes great bacon bits. Now, bacon bits, are we're doing really good with those because that thing can crank them out enough pounds an hour you can make it work those single slices of bacon through that spiral oven just took too long you'd be there all day and get 20 pounds and just staffing that crew and all that anyways that's just one of the stories of a real business getting along you know it might just go to show that all great ideas don't necessarily ever make it over time Right, so that was that was part of the. I think it was in 2017 when you guys acquired that. Is that the Nature's Rancher product, the single single slice? Well, we we put that we put that single slice out in Peterson's and Nature's Rancher, 
after we had bought Nature's Rancher, it went into Whole Foods quickly. But uh, again, it just really it had to be priced too high at retail mm-hmm. for consumers to to utilize the product. So it's just fizzled. We're still selling some in a few places. Uh, and, and that it, it was doing well, but it didn't turn out to be the boom in our business that well I thought it would be. You know, I mean, if I could get one of my ideas to hit out of 500, I have. We'd be in good shape. Sure. So what? What other type of? I mean, I, again, at the time, I think apple smoked and some of the 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 uh, fruit smoked uh, flavor profiles were, were your big big hitters and most popular items. What what other types of products in the on the in the bacon line have have emerged or shown shown significant growth? Yeah. Well, for us, since the last time we talked, it, it's been no sugar bacon. That's it. I mean. Apple bacon does well, you know, apple wood smoked bacon, cherry wood smoked bacon, they all do well. We have, you know, I think a reality of our business is over time we keep have always been able to ratchet up the the uh, claims that we use on our products to a place where other people weren't willing to go. And it turns out more and more people are willing to go where we are in today's market. So, you know, a lot of people have apple bacon. A lot of people have cherry bacon. Everybody has uncured bacon. Everybody's using these no antibiotic ever pork bellies and pork. Um, The places we're winning are kind of places we can go that not everybody else is, is is non-GMO and organic. And it's almost turned out with our customer base that no matter what we do, we are we are not putting sugar in the products anymore. Uh, that's we've got a full line of deli meat out with no sugar, a full a link line of sausage, about five different flavors, no sugar, a whole bunch of breakfast sausages. Our hams are all no sugar. Now, we still make a few sugar options that are kind of old stalwarts from, I don't know if stalwarts is the right word, but just good products from years ago that we, we still make and sell well. But as far as the evolution of where, where we've gone in the past three years since you were here last, it's been really no sugar focused and just trying to evolve to another place where our peers in the industry haven't found yet or are not willing to take the risk that might be. I mean, you can't get, you can't find one of those niches. I remember when we were putting out no sugar bacon, we were like, man, this, this might just be the worst idea we ever had. And then, yeah, but it might be the best. And it turned out in that scenario, it worked really well, and, and we had a good pulse on what the consumer was looking for out there. And I think every company has to figure that out again and again. Over time, you can look at Apple. I mean, their phones haven't been every iteration awesome, but they keep looking for it and figuring out what can we add. I mean, I don't know if this three cameras on the iPhone 11 is worth anything or not but it 
they're trying something. Sure. So as you guys have have kind of gone this this had this focus on the on non-sugar products is um has that changed your product mix i know that at the time you you when i was there you you all had mentioned that about 80 85 percent of your business was was bacon has that product mix and your offerings changed to to reflect this you know this new kind of resurgence of 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 sugar-free uh non-bacon items has that has that been is that kind of shown itself in the in the other products I would say we've, we've that mix has evolved a bit. It's not quite as heavy on bacon, but that is also a factor of us. Can't I, yeah, I don't know if the last time you were here or not, but we, since I think since we've had these farms about two years, we own a couple of our own farms now. Where we, we operated several years there where we didn't own any farms. I mean, we owned them originally, then we evolved to not owning any. Now we're back into the big business. So we're raising pigs up in the Midwest on a couple different farrowing farms. And that has evolved our company in a couple of ways because, again, we have pork that we are responsible for. So that means we're, we're focusing a little more on selling hams. We're focusing a little more on selling sausage. Whereas just as short as three years ago we didn't have the other things to worry about so we were just bacon i mean that's all we really focused on and it was easy in my career you know easy is probably not the right word but it felt easy to me we we just did things that customers were calling us and and basically saying if you will come show me your product we'll buy Mm. you know And, and that that's kind of a bad thing for a guy that doesn't have enough experience to understand holy crap Ola that doesn't really ever happen I just thought oh yeah that's how business works you just put out a great product they call you and want to buy it and without knowing everybody and their dog was going to figure out that was successful and start doing it then all of a sudden our differentiation at least that ver- that very easy to find, easy to see differentiation, you know, disappeared. So that was some immaturity on my part, just understanding what growing a business can be like and takes. And I don't think you can understand that necessarily until you find yourself in that position. Yeah, you got to live through that, right? Those growing pains. Yep. So is is the business still? I know. Again, when I was there, it was kind of a kind of a family affair in in the manner that uh, your wife was working there, uh, Cody's wife was working there. Are there is it still that kind of arrangement? And, and do you see other other family members kind of coming up into the business? Joel, I think Cody would agree with me. We're just a couple of the most blessed men on the planet, and. We get to work, you know, Cody and I are kind of like family. I mean, we're not, we don't have the same parents, but we're close. We've been close for a long time. Then his wife's involved in the business. My wife's involved in the business in, in integral roles. So we're working with them day in and day out. We're all building a thing that is benefiting, in my mind, our whole extended family that's the employees here uh, they don't have the last name Dudley or Lane but 
just over Thanksgiving, we had our kind of company potluck Thanksgiving meal, and the there's a lot of reward in building a business that you can see is taking care of the employees and their extended families. These people are breadwinners for their families, and a lot of times they're taking care of their grandparents or their parents as well. So I find a lot of reward in that. I think that's a, uh, it's a big responsibility to keep this thing going and doing the right thing, as well as, uh, you know, just rewarding to me and Cody and Chrissy and Stacy, this extended family of ours that what we can do. And it, 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 I, I know there's a million listeners right now that have businesses of their own or work for businesses that have that kind of uh, outlook towards what what business is. You know, you're building something, but you're also creating livelihoods for people that are important to you. So, Absolutely. Another just piece of the puzzle that makes makes it worth grinding it out whenever you somebody moves your cheese you know well and obviously you all are are doing a lot in the in the marketing front now that's that's part of being a you know being a smart businessman and a smart uh company as as well as you know taking a lot of responsibility for for your role as a you know as an employer as a corporate citizen and and one of those one of those uh efforts we want to talk to you in our in our our next podcast is uh, bacon bash and some of the philanthropy that uh, Peterson's is is uh, taken on and and really seen a lot of growth and a lot of positive things happening. So um, we hope everyone will join us for that next that next podcast. Um, this has been great to to catch up and kind of find out. You know, we I knew where you'd been and and hopefully everyone uh, now is, appreciates and, and is able to hear a little bit about the history of Peterson's and where you guys have been and where you're going and. Um, the promising future and the, the the amazing growth and what a what a cool story that you guys have and um, I look forward to, to hearing more about Bacon Bash and some of the other things you guys are doing from a philanthropic standpoint here in our in our next visit so so Neil thank you for joining us and we will be back with you very soon. Well, wait now, don't sign off before I get to plug you a little bit. <laughs> I I just want to say to the listeners that you guys as a media company are doing what it takes to stay uh, relevant. You're doing this podcast, you're paying attention, you're trying to get involved and understand and see what's happening in the market, and that's a huge high five from me to you because I'm over here whining about bacon changing and this and that. Well, your your landscape's changed a lot in a very short time, too. So, you know, kudos to you guys for doing the podcast and keeping uh your product relevant to to the market well we appreciate that and you guys have, have been good partners for us or through the years and we hope to continue that so we will continue this conversation and again thank you so much neil and we'll talk to you soon oh yeah you bet thank you joe